Blog Talk Radio. I'll answer the question. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! You've heard about it. You've read about it. You've talked about it. And now, you've found it. This is Truth About Trucking Live on Blog Talk Radio, the largest radio social network in the world. With your host, Alan Smith. It's time to shut down that big rig, sit back, and come join the conversation. Truth About Trucking Live begins right now. All right, and welcome back to the show. Alan and Donna Smith here, and today is still Thursday, March 13, 2014. Thanks for tuning in. This is Truth About Trucking Live in our sixth year on Blog Talk Radio. We're still rolling right along. Welcome to our Trucker Talk Open Forum, where we discuss anything trucking as we have thrown out a few ideas to get us started. Our number, if you'd like to be a part of the show, 347-826. 9170, and uh, got a lot of information I want to get into the program this evening, as well as Donna does too. I'm sure we have a we have a few sound bites uh, to play for you this evening, along with a few trucking songs that we'll get to the show, get to as the show progresses. So, uh, Donna, it might be a little more fast-paced show this evening. Are you all ready over there? Yeah, I'm ready, Alan. Oh man, you jumped right in there. <laughs> <laughs> all right then, we're going to for sure touch on force dispatch and truck driver health. Uh, share some uh, insight and important information for all you drivers out there. So uh, sit back, take a deep breath, and we're going to kick this thing off right after this quick break. Trucker Talk Open Forum coming up on Truth About Trucking Live. You're listening to Truth About Trucking Live on Blog Talk Radio. Alan Smith will be right back. Hey everybody, Alan Smith here with Truth About Trucking Live on Blog Talk Radio. Have you been driving a big rig for a while now and considering starting your own business as an owner-operator? Well, Lone Mountain Truck Leasing offers the best lease purchase plan in the industry. With a small down payment and monthly payments around $1,000 or less, you make the monthly payment and when the final payment is made, they hand over the title. It really is that simple. There is no big balloon payment at the end, and secondly, the truck is yours, not a lease plan under one truck and company. So if becoming an owner-operator is your goal, do it the right way. Do it the best way. Contact Lone Mountain Truck Leasing on the web at LoneMountainTruck.com or give them a call toll-free at 866-512-5685. That's LoneMountainTruck.com. And be sure to tell them that you heard about them on Truth About Trucking Live. Hey 
Hey everybody, Alan Smith here from Truth About Trucking Live and AskTheTrucker.com. And I want to tell you about TCRG Consulting. TCRG is a division of Transportation Compliance Resource Group. And with over 30 years of compliance and regulatory training and consulting, they are the company that can help you from the very startup of your new trucking commercial business to keeping your company compliant and up-to-date on the ever-changing federal motor carrier regulations. Their goal is to help their clients to comply with the FMCSRs. TCRG Consulting makes your DOT compliance easy and understandable, and they work hard to prevent interruption of your daily operations. So if you're having trouble with DOT, just think TCRG. Their services include obtaining DOT numbers, obtaining operating authority, new entrant carrier setup and training, driver qualifications, driver drug and alcohol training, maintenance records, CSA carrier reviews and counseling, data queue filings, plus a whole lot more. Their online special for drivers and owner-operators is offering a yearly consulting service for only $99. So for $99 a year, you have access to online compliance chat, free telephone consultations up to 15 minutes per call, data queue filings, and you'll be able to keep up with the ever-changing regulations with an expert, not the guy or gal in the truck next to you. So for more information, go to their website at tcrgconsulting.com or even Email them at regguy at comcast.net. You can get a quote or ask an online question. So remember, if you're having trouble with DOT, just think TCRG. TCRG Consulting, information and assistance to help you comply. Check them out, tcrgconsulting.com. This is Truth About Trucking Live with Alan Smith. To be a part of the program, call in now at 347-826-9170. Skype users can call in by clicking on the Skype button on our show page. To be a sponsor of the show, email Donna at info at truthabouttrucking.com. Now, back to the show. All right, we are back. Uh, again, 347-826-9170 is the number. We'll try to get you on as soon as possible as we lay the foundation for the program this evening. And a lot of things really going on out there. Last week was a pretty hopping week. And, Donna, you know where um, I'm probably going to start this thing off at, and that is the recent incident of forced dispatch that really got social media fired up about a week ago and undeniably got the attention of the FMCSA, right? Well, it definitely did. Um, actually, the gentleman you were just referring to on the commercial TCRG uh, had uh, all to do with it. Um, he took that video and and just kind of ran with it to uh, alert the FMCSA. So uh, anyway, if you play the, the audio for those who haven't heard it, and then we can explain more, and uh, I think he's on the line in the queue, so he could actually bring in and talk about it himself. Yeah, Richard Wilson of TCRG Consultant, he jumped on this thing, and uh, we'll grab him up here after the audio because he's got the really big insight into it. He's the one that got the thing hopping and sent it to FMCSA. And for those of you who have not heard the conversation between the uh, uh, the driver reporting into dispatch that he was too tired to continue driving, uh, we have it this evening. So now keep in mind that the driver had already spoken to uh, 
two or three previous dispatchers and kept getting passed off and passed off and finally being passed off to the dispatcher you'll hear in this clip. And, um, you know, yes, sir, it's all about safety, right? It's, a, it's about four and a half minutes, but it's important to hear if you haven't heard it. But as you listen in, you'll hear the nervousness of the driver as he begins to um, fear for his job as this uh, pitiful dispatcher talks to him, uh, really kind of like a child using a boastful, interruptive uh, babble and really actually just referring to safety as a bunch of uh, BS. It really made the rounds around social media. So um, uh, take a listen if you haven't heard, heard right. it. Right. I mean, I, I mean I, this is the first time where I've, I've really had an issue with it. Yeah. Uh, and, well, uh, I mean, I, I can get you all fired up. If you want me to make you angry, I can get you woke up that way. I'm pretty good at that, but I, I hate to do that. You know what I'm saying? Right. Well, I mean, I'm not. But, but, I, can, I, I, but I, I can start screaming at you, and you can start screaming at me. <laughs> if that's what it takes to get you awake, that's what we'll do. <laughs> Um, so, if it was like around the truck, do a couple jumping jacks, get some fresh air. Because I'm gonna tell you that fresh air is gonna get you woke up better than anything else. Fresh air, now you know, glass of water or something. Better, uh, better than your Red Bull. Okay, so let's do that. Let's get to Oak Creek if we can. Well, I mean, can you help me commit to that? No, I don't know, because, I mean, I don't, I mean, I'm telling you I'm not safe to drive at the moment. Okay, boy, then, then here's the deal, okay? Uh, let me tell you what how this works, okay? okay. The guarantee goes away. Okay. 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 Service failure occurs, and if there's one more service failure in 90 days, we're done at Candy. Okay. Okay. So, so we're gonna be out cash today. Okay. Understand that full, square, well, and good. That's gonna be a big deal this morning. Okay. All right. So I guess what I'm asking you, are we gonna lay down for an hour, or what are we gonna do? Yeah. Well, I'm definitely gonna get some sleep. No, we, we you know, that's not how we work here, Candy. You laying down for one hour, or what are we gonna do? I'm gonna. We can't lay down and take an eight-hour break. That's not gonna work. Right. Well, I mean, I, I mean, I understand where you're coming from. You want the no, no, I'm not coming from anywhere. This is how we work at the company. Okay. So, you know, six one two, stop him. Yep. Um, we're gonna get. We're gonna have you take the. We're gonna have you relay with six twelve. He's in Benton Harbor. And we're gonna have uh, you're gonna take this load. He's gonna take you're gonna take his load to Morris. He can take your load on to Oak Creek. Okay. Okay. All right. We don't have options this morning. All right. So it's not where I'm coming from. It's what we got to do. Right. We work with try it, KB. We do yes, no, and, and whatever we need to do. Okay. Because you know what? I'll try. Anytime I had a guy say I'll try to me, you know what that ends in? What's that? Failure. Pretty simple. My kids say, my kids tell me that if the teacher tells them to try your best, that means it doesn't mean shit and they can do whatever they want to do. That's why we say it can be, yes, I will get it done, no, I'm going to fail. Those are the two ways that we end. Well, okay? I mean, I say I'm not so, going to hurt anybody out here on well, the road. Well, you know what, that, 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 you don't need to jump to that. That's dramatic bullshit I don't need this morning, right? Okay? And I'm going to tell you that that's all, I'm not going to hurt any, you got, you got a guy sitting right there at the same truck stop as you? Right? We're going to have him come get the load from you. Alright. Okay? And, and then we're going to give you a service failure and the guarantee's going away today. Okay? So, you, when you wonder where your paycheck went this week, you know, it, it came down to where, where it went tonight. Are we clear on that? Yes, we are clear. Okay. So, when you have a $400 paycheck, I don't know if you have a wife at home and she's going to ask you, hey, what happened this week? We're going to explain. Uh, the reason that uh, that we pulled up short is because we had a search fit. And then here's the other deal, okay? You're sitting in Fairplay, Michigan. 
Um, we're going to go to Morris, Michigan to deliver at 6 a.m. this morning. Okay? And so what, so what you're going to get this morning is a two-hour nap. Okay? And then we're going to go deliver Morris. Can you do that for me? Sure. If I could, yeah, if I get a two-hour nap, then I should be able to... Well, yeah, then we'll go to Morris, okay? All right. Morris, Illinois, is 127 from you, so um, we're going to... Where are you sitting, right? Where are you sitting at? I'm at, uh, what's this place called? Dunes Truck Plaza. The Dunes Truck Plaza? Yes. Okay, you're on the west side there? Yes. Okay, I'm going to send truck 80612 back to you. You know, and I understand, hey, that we got to get tired and everybody, everybody falls down stubs or toe once in a while, right? I watch, my, I watch Muhammad, Ali, or, uh, Muhammad Ali go down, I watch Mike Tyson go down. I know how that works, right? Yes. But here's the deal. You need to tell your dispatcher, I cannot do this, or yes, I can do this, okay? That, that's what we got to do in the future, because this, I'll try, never works. Right, this is something hey. that I've brought up, actually, multiple times. Okay, and again, again, I'm just going to tell you, yes, I can or no, I can't. Wow, you got to be kidding me, Al. They called the police to wake me up. All right, so there's the audio of the driver and the dispatcher and um, talking about Muhammad Ali and Frazier being knocked down and children and his wife and it's just... It's just it's amazing, huh, Donna? For, uh, you know, I, I've talked about this many times in the past few several years, and uh, you got to hear it firsthand. Well, that's just it. Um, you know, everybody talks about driver harassment, and they hear it, but they really don't know what it is. And, you know, I know you couldn't play the whole thing. That was just a four-minute clip. But if if you listen to the entire tape, it goes from one dispatcher to another to another until they finally get this guy at the end threatening with the, I forgot the term he uses, failed. Um, service failure. A service failure. $400 paycheck, and your wife, and your, wife is, your kids, and go on places where he don't need to go. And so um, uh, it, it, it got really the attention of people who hearing the words harassment were just words and now to listen was an actual uh, reality to it. And um, I, I, I think, um, I think is Richard on the, on the mm-hmm. line? I'd love to hear um, a little bit more from him. Yes, this intimidation that we've been talking about. <clears throat> and Richard Wilson, TCRGConsulting.com, a regulation expert, uh, he got on the ball on this thing, and Richard, welcome to the show. And uh, you you dealt with this thing firsthand, so that that kind of uh, shook up the trucking world there for a while. Yeah, let's say I put a couple ripples in the old bucket of water. <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> how how did you how did you hear about it? How did it come to your attention? Believe it or not, I was going I was sitting here going through uh, some post of some drivers. <clears throat> like I always do, and I ran across this post, <clears throat> and I listened to it, and I thought to myself, three weeks earlier, I was in Washington in a mix-act meeting, and I gave a four-minute talk on how drivers are forced to do things that the FMCSA has never actually heard, <clears throat> and when they have these these meetings and when they have these discussions, 
they have the representatives from, and I like the the new term I like to use now, the big box carriers. You know what I mean? It's like Lowe's yeah. and, and 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 Home Depot are the big box stores. Well, the big box carriers are orange, tan, red, whatever, blue, and that all this talk about electronic onboard recorders. And one of the things that we brought up under MixApp when it was called EOBRs was driver harassment. And the government actually came in and said, yes, you cannot harass a driver using an EOBR. <clears throat> so we're going to change the name to e-logs instead of electronic onboard recorders. And we will not tolerate harassment. Well, my God, thank you, Abe. Because Abe Attila gave me the very proof that I've been five years trying to get. He was smart enough to record the conversation. And when I found this out, I contacted Abe personally. <clears throat> and I explained to Abe. Abe didn't know me. You know what I mean? He didn't know me from yeah. Adam. I'm just yeah. a voice. And I said, Abe. Let me tell you something, brother. I'm an advocate for drivers. Listen to my speech I gave to the Mix Act Committee, and I sent him a copy of it that Todd Dills did. And he contacted me back, and he says, can I call you? And I said, absolutely. So here we are. We're in the middle of the night. Abe calls me back, and I said, Abe, you have just given every truck driver out there the reason we want to show people that they're using this very system against the driver you have no idea you have moved to the very top of the list <laughs> I am yeah, exactly. going I'm going to take this with your permission and I am going to take this through the system because over the years Alan, you know, and Donnie, you know, I have worked the system. I have learned to work the system. I have made alliances, believe it or not, with certain members of the Federal Motor Carrier that have asked me hundreds of times, can you prove this? And all of a sudden it was like put in my lap. Here it is. I made a phone call that night to uh, Bill Quaid, who – Bill and I, over the years, have always kind of have a love-hate relationship, and but we had a good respect for each other. Well, uh, tell, tell I, everybody who Bill Quaid is, Richard. Bill, Bill Quaid is the Assistant Administrator of Regulatory. Um, he is very, very, very high. He's like right under Larry Miner. you got like Ann Farrow, the Assistant Administrator, Larry Miner, and then Bill Quaid. And Bill and I have had several as we like to say in our industry, educated discussions. <laughs> and, yeah. you know, I've come up with these, you know, scenarios, and a lot of people have sent me letters and, you know, have told me that this is happening, but it's always kind of been opinionated. You know what I mean? And yeah. it's, a, it's a guy's voice. Well, now I got not only the driver... But I have the driver stating under 392-331-2, no driver shall operate a commercial vehicle 
any motor carrier shall not require or permit a driver to operate a commercial vehicle while the driver's ability alertness is so impaired to likely to become a danger. This was the perfect scenario. Hey, let me go back and give a little give you a little bit of background on this if I may. Abe was sure. given Abe, Abe was given a 10-hour break, okay? KB gave him a 10-hour break. They, at the end of his 10-hour break, he was told to move a trailer 20 minutes from where he was, okay? He moved the trailer 20 minutes from where he was, and they told him to take another 10-hour break. Now, let's face it. <laughs> You and I, and, and, and Alan, you can, and I can appreciate this being old truckers. You don't sleep or do whatever you got to do off duty for 10 hours, wake up, do a 20-minute move, and get told to do 10 hours, and think you're going to crawl back into sleeper and sleep for another 10 hours. You're right. up. The circadian of rhythm that FMCSA likes to use, you're up. You're moving around. You are doing nothing for 10 hours, which is more um, towards it's more fatiguing to do nothing for 10 hours than to actually work 10 hours and then take a break. So now he has sit in this parking lot for another 10 hours. So we're talking 10 hours, 20 minutes worth of work, another 10 hours. He gets under the load. He starts moving the load. He's now in that circadian of rhythm where he reaches the point where he should have taken a 10-hour, and he's tired. He's exhausted. He's dangerous under his own admitment. And he calls him up, and he says, listen, I'm looking out for the company. I'm looking out for me. I'm looking out for every person on the highway. I'm unsafe. Now, no, 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 Richard. You heard the dispatcher. That's all BS. <laughs> I, know. I, yeah, I know, Alan. Keep going, brother, because you're gonna you're gonna be okay. You be you be the bad guy, all right, on this. And then, and I'm sitting here going like, wait a minute. You called the guy, which was I think commendable on Abe's part. Abe to me is a hero. Okay, I really look at Abe as a hero. Abe, because yeah, he he risked his job. Right, absolutely, without any question. He was like, I'm unsafe to drive this truck. He was smart enough to admit that. And the problem is today with some of these drivers we have out here, these five-week CDL wonders aren't smart enough to make that decision. But he was. So when he made that decision, he said, I'm going to call my dispatcher and say, I'm unsafe to drive. He went through four different people. And we couldn't get that in the four-minute segment. I understand that. But, Alan, you've heard the right. whole tape. You know. Right. One guy passes him off to another guy. Who passes him off to another guy? To this final guy is like, I guess, the supervisor, you know, of the shift. And he says, you've got to do this. And if you don't do this, you're not a team player. We're going to affect your paycheck to where you tell your wife, you didn't get a uh, performance bonus because you failed. And I'm sitting there mm -hmm. thinking to myself, you really made that statement. You've got to be kidding me. In the meantime, he, Abe stuck 
to his guns. I am unsafe. I am not going to drive the truck. And they did everything in their power through threatening, which is totally against the regulations, totally against the law, even to the pack where down the road a police officer woke him up because somebody from the company called and said, wake this driver up. He has to have this load in Michigan. So, in other words, he lays down for two hours or whatever, and they send somebody to wake him up. Yeah, okay? they send the police. <laughs> and and Richard, police. and that, Richard, not to go off topic, but in the new proposed rule, I believe, uh, the, the news release that went out today that you had up and um, – it says driver harassment, and I think it does say something in here about waking a driver up. Right, right. Okay, right. Well, that, so, that, I that, mean, that, they that, did everything wrong. They did everything wrong, everything wrong. So I took it upon myself. I, I just wanted to give a little background on this so everybody understood there was more to this in just the four minutes. Um, right. So I, I took it, and I contacted him, and I said, Abe, let me go to bat for you and he goes and he said well who are you and i said you don't know who i am but believe me i'm a guy that has your back and i called bill quaid and i sent him messages i got a hold of shannon watson from dot dot or fmcsa and i said shannon give me bill's phone direct phone number i have a situation i need to talk to him directly Bill was gracious enough to call me back, and I said, Bill, before we go any further, would you give me 10 minutes and listen to this tape? And Bill says, well, what is, and I give him, you know, a basic synopsis, and he says, sure, why not? So I played the tape for him. His first words were, oh, my God. I said, <laughs> yeah. I said, Bill, you and I haven't agreed on a lot of things a lot of times, but this is what we've been telling you about, and this is why they wrote into the new regulation and why the old hours of service, in, you know, if you had the inspection, you had a 25% uh, HOS violation, it was mandatory inputting of the EOBRs, was the fact that driver harassment is why it got vacated. The very reason of this phone call. And he said, who is this company? Well, I'm sorry, but in Abe's defense, I went in and ran the data on the company. And I gave that to Bill. I gave him the DOT number. Bill runs it up, looks at me, and he says, you know what? I'm looking at this company right now, and actually they are thinking about FMCSA about dropping drug and alcohol because it doesn't seem to have a high rating towards crash causation, which is CSA. They have an 80 in drug and alcohol. They have they have an alert on this particular really? item. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was like I just handed them, you know, the the the, the plate of turkey at Thanksgiving. And did goes, you read? Um, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, 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 no. And, and, and so when I give it to him, and I said, we need to protect this driver. You have your 
uh, whistleblower program. I understand that. Drivers are scared to death of whistleblower because so many have been uh, ostracized because they, they did it, and nobody ever backed them up. The government didn't back them up. They left them out to dry, okay? Here is a case where we have everything in place, the driver's 100% right, and the driver is probably going to be, uh, you know, fired over this because he's, and his back report will have him as a troublemaker, not a team player. He had the amount of hours off duty. But yeah, he had the amount of hours off duty in material. He was exhausted. He was tired. He admitted he was tired. He was not going to violate 392.3. So when Bill saw that, Bill contacted um, the district administrator in Lincoln, Nebraska, where KB Trucking is, contacted them, filled them in on it, called me back, and said they had been made aware of it. And in two days, Abe got back to KMB. And I'm happy to report that Abe's boss, Mr. K, whatever his name is, called him in, had heard the tape, and said to him, we do not tolerate this actions by our dispatchers and managers. Now, they may have got a phone call from somebody in uh, Lincoln, Nebraska. You know, this may be a, you know, put a little bit of icing on the cake to make it better. But guess what? Guess who you think right now is being watched? And if this happens again, KMB's in trouble. Because now they've got proof evidence that they forced a driver to drive. And if they force another driver, and the only re result that I can see in this case is everybody involved in that conversation with Abe needs to be fired. Point blank. Well, you know, um, the, you know I, I've been in this game a long time, just like you, Richard. And, you know, you can't tell me that the company didn't know that this stuff was going on. But... You know, there's nobody here at KNB to defend themselves, so, you know, I'll just leave it at that. But, uh, you know, you're talking about the record. T.J. Graff is in the chat room uh, with, a, you know, he's he's with GoCDLJobs.com. He just posted, you know, we're talking about KNB transportation. KNB, uh, T.J. says they have a 138% driver turnover rate. Well, you, you know, after why? listening to that, yeah, you wonder why, but you know, you can't tell me that no the and you know, you know, I'll 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 clap my hands for the company officials that apologized and promised it wouldn't happen again to any other drivers, but 138% turnover rate, 80% drug and alcohol. You can't tell me that they didn't know this stuff was going on. Right, right. Well, and and, and every company knows it's going on, and you and I know what's going on, Alan. Uh, it happens every day. You get calls about it. I get calls about it. I got, you know, I got calls today. I've had four calls today uh, on drivers that have got erroneous DAC because they refused to do something when they were, you know, because of whatever the situation, and now they're, they're unattainable. These are experienced drivers, and they can't get a job because somebody put on a DAC report they were not company players. No. They didn't go yeah. out and do something illegal. And the other big thing is about this that this really brings out in our industry 
is the fact that these companies are making drivers do this and then, without the drivers even knowing it, are writing disciplinary action policies on hours of service violations. So when they do get caught, they take the driver as a scapegoat and they say, oh, you had a 14-hour violation. We're dismissing you because we're going to appease the FMCSA in doing a corrective action against you, and the drivers are scapegoats. And this is the atmosphere that the CSA has done with these big carriers is drivers are no longer assets. They're disposable. And it's wrong. Yeah, well, and yeah, and then when you pull back into the uh – you know the situation. Well, you know that's a. We have done plenty of shows and writings on DAC services. We all know about them. Hang uh, hang on with the line with us, Richard. I'll go to Texas and you know keep you on here. Uh, Texas area code two one zero. Welcome to the show. Uh, good evening, it's Jeff. I just now tuned in. Hey, Jeff. How are you? Did, hey, did you get to listen uh, to the audio? Uh, well, Katie, uh, not to get to listen to the show at all this evening, but I did uh, get to watch. If you guys talk about that video of that K&E driver, yes, I've watched that video a yeah. couple of times. Is that what you're okay, talking about right now? Okay, that's what we're talking no? about. Yes, yeah. that's, that's okay. the one. Well, one thing, well, well, one thing I wanted to uh, bring up, though, was um, why did that driver even accept that load to begin with uh, instead of uh, telling the dispatcher, like, no, that's going to screw up my sleep cycle? Why didn't he... Uh, take it upon himself to do that. I mean, hell, I'm a company driver, and uh, I do it all the time if I think my sleep pattern is going to cause issues with the load. Well, can a driver, Jeff, think that he's okay and able to take the load and accept the load, but then physically get tired? Well, that's very true, but I mean, uh, he also needs to take a lot of things into consideration, like his uh, bowel rhythms and when he uh, normally sleeps and when he's normally awake. I mean, uh I mean, if you ever worked in a uh, job where you uh, have to go from uh, day shift to night shift or work afternoon shift, I mean, uh, it takes a while for somebody to come become reacclimated with the different hours. Whereas uh, in trucking, it's almost like uh, the dispatch to see us as being robots out here, think we can throw a biological clock out the window and just uh, run at any time. I think as soon as we uh, begin a 10-hour break, that's get to hit the off switch and we're going to go straight to bed and get a full 10 hours of sleep. No, it doesn't work that way. I mean, I would like to see a dispatcher uh, actually try to uh, put himself in the same position that uh, they try to put us through <laughs> Oh, yeah, exactly. I agree with you. Yeah, well, exactly, you know. More, yeah, more dispatchers need to be sitting in the truck. But uh, I think in this case, Jeff, if I may, if I may um, and, I, and I talked extensively to the young man, so um, and, and that's why I went to bat for him. You know, after he was given his full 10 hours and he made the move to the trailer 20 minutes, and then they told him to go take an eight-hour break, the position of them taking the additional eight-hour break was for him to accumulate enough hours to make the run to Wisconsin. I think yeah. he probably at that time when he did get the load, you know, it was, you know, he had had a 10-hour break. He was off all day sitting in the truck stop, watching TV, whatever, playing video games. And he probably felt okay at the time. But as the evening went on, he felt himself fatigued and unsafe and felt that his obligation was to call them and say, hey, I'm not safe to drive. I don't feel comfortable driving. And instead of them accepting that, 
four or five people involved tried to convince him to the point of even drink a Red Bull and walk around the truck, the cold weather will wake you up. Yeah, I wish it will not do. There's no, you know, like I tell people all the time, there's no no replacement for uh, a good natural sleep. I mean, I do not depend on caffeine to stay awake out here myself. I, I mean, as Debbie will tell you, I'm already hyper enough without it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we know that, brother. We understand that. But the thing about this, the question is, if you called in tomorrow, you're a company driver, right? Yeah. And for whatever reason, you felt, and I know you, Jeff, well enough to know that you're that kind of guy. If you called in and said, hey, man, I can't do it. Do you want to sit there and have to listen to four or five people and be threatened with your job because you're uh, honest enough to admit it? Well, it depends on the uh, companies that um, that people are working for. Too. I know, like, with my outfit, I mean, you might recall back in 2006, do you remember that uh, accident one in, uh, in which the company that I drove for had a tr- truck rear to buzz? The driver yeah. was fatigued because he uh, did not get any rest when he was at home before he did that run. Do you remember that accident? Yes, I do. I absolutely okay, know. Er- okay, ever since then, if a uh, driver tells the dispatcher in my company that they're tired, they get told to uh, park it, we'll reschedule the delivery or repower the load. There's no uh, arguing about it at all from them. I mean, I've... Uh, I've had situations myself where I got sick at the wheel, and I sent messages and told them, like, okay, I'll I'll make another 50 miles to this truck stop. You know, I can make it that far, but I need to get off the road here in a bit. And by the time I got there, they would already have somebody that were uh, able to switch trailers. And, like, if he delivered a load in that area and had an empty trailer, he would go on my load, and I would go to bed and just uh, wake up whenever I, did, uh, whenever I felt better and uh, whenever I had a break in, I'd be able to go. It depends on the company. I mean, uh Absolutely. A lot of reefer outfits, unfortunately, do tend to push drivers. I mean, we have a reefer division where I work, but I haven't heard about them trying to push any of our guys. But I know uh, when I work for a well-known refrigerator carrier out of Mondovi, Wisconsin, I think we all know him. But, uh, their nickname reminds me of Blue Turd, actually. I used to work for them, and they tried to push me to uh, go when I was tired. And I said, look, you know, I can get another job any day of the week, but you know what? I can never replace my life that I have. Well, you know, can I... (laughs) Go ahead. I just want to say something real quick, Donna. I know Jeff. I've known Jeff for a long time, and I know Jeff is a very safe driver. And Jeff and I both agree, if a driver is sick, and it happens, I've been sick on the road, and I did not feel like driving. I wasn't safe driving. And a study was done about 10 years ago on the efficiency of a driver with fatigue versus illness. And an illness is more dangerous than fatigue. Exactly. Fatigue, fatigue, you worry about staying awake, seeing the Mexican, pushing the cart down the highway, blah, blah, blah. But illness, you're not only not concentrating on your driving, you're concentrating on your illness. And that's why the regulation of 391 was put into place was that a driver had the ability, 392, I mean, excuse me, to have the ability to admit if I'm ill or fatigued, a company can't force me to drive, and I'm not required to drive. And if you talk to Paul Taylor, which I did in this situation, by the way, it's going against not only FMCSA, 
but OSHA regulations as well. So here was a driver that was in that situation, like Jeff and I talked about, maybe in his case, not being sick. I've been sick. I've done the same thing Jeff has done. But this driver had enough intelligence, and I say that, intelligence to say, I'm not safe. Don't, at that point, that's the end of the conversation. The regulation states, I don't have to drive. Now, when you start threatening with money, the family, and everything else, the company is now in violation. And I know the company that Jeff works for, and if they have, if Jeff has a problem, Jeff has got a reputation. They're going to back Jeff, okay? I don't think this particular company, with the reputation they have, like TJ's put up here, is that they're not going to try to force a driver to do something that he's not, one, well, or two, alert enough to do safely. And I think that was the biggest reason why I got involved into it as fast as I did, because I wanted to see a driver being rewarded for admitting it instead of being ostracized. Do you understand? Well, I, mean, I, do, yeah, that, I, admire, I admire the guy's integrity for doing what he did and everything, but it's just, uh, I mean, I just was curious as to why he uh, accepted the in the first place, knowing that it was going to serve the state parents. I know years ago, when I used to haul air freight, it was customary for me to drive all night and sleep during the day, and that's what I did day in and day out. And, uh, you know, because I knew I could, I had my sleep patterns uh, down where I needed them to be so I could uh, get out and do that 500-mile overnight air freight run and be, uh, be able to sleep all day and then do mm-hmm. it again the next night. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, I, I think people just need to realize on the road that uh, they do have a certain sleep patterns and they can't uh, – Expect to be able to drive safely and upset that. I mean, like I said earlier, there's no substitute for natural rest. And if you try to go from uh, changing from day to night driving, day to night driving constantly during the course of uh, a couple of days or even over a week, it's eventually going to catch up to you. And I mean, uh, in sure. those dispatches that company, I think we're not considering the uh, uh, potential liability of that driver trying to push himself after they tried to rally him up like they did. And uh, what could happen? I mean, because imagine the aftermath of an accident when a driver falls asleep. Imagine the legal aftermath that would ensue after that. And unfortunately, right. if, if the driver did actually take off, then he'll put himself in a position of liability, too, instead of staying his ground. You know, the company would be liable and so would the driver for making the decision to drive at all. Because after all, the driver is captain of that ship. And like in my case, if I... I don't care if I just uh, ate something bad at the truck stop and I got a bad case of the Hershey tribe coming on. I'm not sure if I'm tired. I'm not going anywhere, man. Well, you're also going to be probably pretty well uh, 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 dehydrated, so they ain't going to help much. But in this case here, uh, the thing about it is if he had gone out and had the accident, say he had had an accident, okay, you and I both know if he hadn't recorded that conversation, he would have been blamed because this, the in the business, would have said, well, he had a 10-hour break, he only worked 20 minutes, he had another 10-hour break, he had all the time in the world. Which yeah, that's what right. to say, well, I, That's I, what I, they would have said, yeah. You and I both well, I tell you, in this business. I tell you, I think the answers are in the tape because, um, you know, and I can give an estimated guess as to why he accepted the load. And because it's all in the tape is what I hear. I mean, when he says, well, I have actually brought this up multiple times. And secondly, 
you know, this this driver took a lot of ragging from other drivers. That's a problem in this industry, drivers attacking drivers. But this guy, uh, I tell you, if he – some say, well, he, it looks like he set him up, he purposely recorded it. Well, if he purposely recorded it, it's because it's come up multiple times, and he knew what he was going to be going through. Right. And so, I mean, to me, it's all in the tape. He accepted the load because he, uh, you know, intimidation, harassment, whatever the case he's gone through with this company before, he knew it was going to happen again. Well, a lot of times, a lot of times financial desperation will uh, motivate a driver to make an irrational decision to accept a load that they know they shouldn't take otherwise. And, Jeff, you and I both know there's more threatened, there's more threatens that are made to drivers that we'll never hear about. You and I both know that. Well, I and know that. I've, I've experienced it before myself, you know, back in my earlier days. <laughs> oh, I, I, yeah. I know oh, exactly right. what you're talking so, about. So if he hadn't taken the load, it would have started right then, and the case they would have had against him at that point would have, well, you've had 10 hours, you only worked 20 minutes, you had another 10 hours. What do you mean you're not going to take the load? Uh, no, you're fired. Bring the truck back or get out of the truck or whatever. I think the fellow was intimidated and, like, Alan said, he had had this happen several times, and I think he was at the point where this company isn't doing what they're supposed to do, and I'm going to CYA, and I'm going to record it. And I thank God he did record it. Well, I'm, because I'm glad he it, recorded it, too. I mean, but what I'm getting at is uh, if it kept happening several times and there was no pattern change or nothing being changed uh it's better. Why did he make the decision to leave that company before it was too late, or where it had to come to that? Because, and I tell you, I talked to, I talked to, okay, I talked to Abe personally about this. Abe and I spent three days together on this deal, and okay. Abe said, "I need my job. I need to make money. I need to work. And right now, this is who I'm working for." And if I have to make a couple exceptions now and then, it's not a problem. But when I admit that I am unsafe to myself and the general public, which if you hear the, the tape, he says that. I, I did hear it. I remember. Yeah, I'm a danger. Then at which point he made that decision, I've had enough, I'll lose this job. But I'm not going to kill an innocent person. And to me, he is, should be accoladed as one of the highway heroes because there's so many of these five-week five wonders that will do stuff. And you know what I'm talking about, Jeff. You and I both know it. That will yep. do things that are beyond their control. And that's why you look at social media and you see these wrecks You've never seen the wrecks like we have in the last six months. In in the years that I've been involved, in the years that you've been involved, more people are, are in major accidents that are 20, 30, 40, 50 trucks involved. And it's inexperience, and it's because people are intimidated. A driver should never be intimidated. A driver, like you said, is the captain of my ship. And if my ship isn't safe to sail, then I park it. Because you know what I told my drivers, and I stand behind it today? Ain't nothing in that trailer is life-supporting. You're not hauling hearts. 
You're not hauling kidneys, and you're not hauling blood. It'll still be there when you get there tomorrow. Well, that's the whole thing. It, it could be there. Uh, it's better, like the old saying goes, better late than never. I agree with you on that. And, uh, I mean, I, I had a lot of incidents going on with that ice storm that was going on in Atlanta, and I had customer service uh, trying to ask me when I could move that load and everything. I said, look, i got to wait till things clear up in Atlanta before I can even go through it there. That's the last thing I want to do is get up to Atlanta and be stuck right in the middle of that mess with everybody else without any uh, resources. So I stood, I stood my ground. I mean, I I mean, I was parked at a decent truck stop, and I had uh, a good restaurant. It was quiet. I had showers. I had bathroom facilities, which nothing I would have had if I was stuck on 285 right. um, in Atlanta with everybody else that was out there. It's like, you know, sometimes, you know, I think uh, I commend that driver for doing what he did, but I think they more drivers need to grow a backbone and understand something. I know a lot of these movies that are trying to develop a reputation or being dispatcher hero and all that, you know, and I, well, you know, I think every one of us out here probably tried to do that at some point, but now we got to go back and realize what's more important. Jeff, we've well, all you done know, it. You, you know it. You know what? knows it. We've all done it, Alan. You know, we, we all have done it. And the thing about it is, were we wrong? Yeah, we probably were. Did we get through with it? Yeah, we got away with it. But the thing about it is, with all these regulations today and everything, it's different than what it was in those days. And if we don't, and you know what, you know what, I look at this as a positive. Let's look at a positive. Yeah. What if what if KMB learns from this? What if they yeah, learn? Yeah. I mean, that- not just them, but there's a lot of other ones. I'm sure that were alerted to that video too. But, you know, Richard, even through all of this, that I mean, the original audio was over 15 minutes long. I, I edited it down to four and a half minutes. But even through all that, even through all the things that the driver said and kept reiterating, I'm too tired, it's dangerous and everything, I know you realize that K&B still didn't do the right thing. I mean, the way it actually ended, my understanding, is they still made him sleep for two hours and, and then run again. Right, right, which, which I, you know, I, I understand what you're saying and, and addressing that, but I also kept in touch with that driver during the day, and he felt at that point that once he took the two-hour nap that he got enough rest out of that, you know, like with the eight-and-two split, that, you know, he could, change, he could get his logs and get where he could legally. He felt better. I mean, how many times, Alan, have you and I slept over a steering wheel for an hour or two? You know, oh, we're, never. Not give, we're not, well, okay, we're not giving drivers <laughs> credit enough, we won't go into that, but we're not giving guys credit enough for admitting, because our system right now is not set up, it, 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 it penalizes drivers for admitting when they have a problem or admitting when they're tired, until we change that to where we start getting, you know, giving drivers credit for admitting it, then crash causation will never go down. Hey Richard, I got a question for you about that. Uh, have you had any uh, have been approached by any bus drivers that have been experiencing the same situations with being pushed when they're tired? Yes. Okay, good. That's uh, all that's the time. another group of drivers. That's another group of drivers that actually could uh, probably, you know, uh, stand for something too. You know, instead of putting the lives of everybody on that bus in danger, they could uh, take a stance like, okay, I need a relief driver. I can't be doing this. Right, and, and, and I actually can say without a shadow of a doubt that I manage um, safety on three major bus carriers in this country, and I have convinced them 
to put a driver, a second driver on the bus. Now, technically speaking, that driver is on duty not driving because he is in the bus and there's no sleeper. And because of the no sleeper rule, obviously they're still on. But that secondary driver that rests can get that bus to a safe location. Yes. Yeah. So when it comes down, I mean, when you're talking 44 passengers on a bus, you're talking 44 individual lawsuits. So what's better? Better have a guy on the bus as a secondary driver that you pay three, four, five hundred dollars. That if the guy driving the bus says, "Hey, man, I'm, I'm I just can't go any further," and this guy's been taking a nap, he climbs in the seat, he gets them to a hotel where he can put the people up, or he gets them to a safe location. Yes, and I have worked hard to get that done, and I have proven to all my clients this is a viable resource, and they accept that, and and I'm glad to say they do. But there are companies who want to be compliant, and you know, and and the thing is, but like like Donna said, and like Alan said, if this brings this notion of drivers admitting and not being fired. The boy was not fired. He was brought in, sat down. The company heard the tape. And, quote, unquote, and I'm only saying this, I wasn't there, they admitted to him that he did right. He still has a job. If they're smart, they'll probably train this guy to be their safety guy. <laughs> you know. Well, my, well, my question is, uh, as far as, I mean, I like the idea that he records the conversation, but isn't there a law in place that uh, states that if uh, anybody's being recorded, they have to be made aware of it? Um, I, I, uh, yeah, I, only in certain states. I mean, some states, some most states. You have to, but there are some states that uh, you don't have to, and I don't, I don't know the law for that particular state that he was in. But personally, I think the guy uh, did the right thing, and it's going to help the industry, and too. it's going to give, it's, it's going to make motor carriers and uh, deadbeat dispatchers like this guy, you know, probably think again before they um, they do something like this. But hey, I got to move on to another topic. Uh, you guys want to hang on, Richard? You want to? Hang on with us. Jeff, I don't know if you're driving, if you're able to, but y'all are more than welcome yeah. to. Uh, I'll, probably call back, I'll, I'll probably call back here in a little bit. i got to return a phone call myself, so I'll probably call <laughs> back in a little bit. Oh, call Debbie. Okay. Yeah, All gonna, right, I'm thanks. Gonna call, thanks. I'm going to call Rich. I'm Rich. I'm going to call you just so I can drive you up the wall the rest of the show. How about that? That's fine. <laughs> you know you're more than welcome <laughs> to call me. All right, my friend. All we'll right, sounds all right, sounds good, Jeff. Just check back with us. You know, we've got to move on here. We're going to talk about, oh, you know, we're not going to be, be so heavy during the whole show, but we've got one more heavy topic we've got to talk about. Then we're going to kind of lighten it up at the end. But, you know, we're going to move on to health, and we're back on truck driver health. And, and of course, you know, we're talking about President Obama's health care law. Uh, last Monday on March 10th, Rasmussen Reports released their most recent health care reform poll that showed 56% of voters disapprove of the Affordable Care Act. So, uh, as Richard said earlier, well, let's take a negative and turn it into a positive. So how do we do that? You know, a lot of drivers don't even want to discuss the possibilities of options, and, and believe me, those who know me know that I'm, you know, I'm no fan of this administration's policies. And, and we understand, Don and I, we understand why so many drivers are against even discussing the topic uh, and, uh, you know, the main reason it all boils down to what we were told 
and uh, that so many, uh, so many believe. Take a listen. We will keep this promise to the American people. If you like your doctor, you will be able to keep your doctor, period. If you like your health care plan, you'll be able to keep your health care plan, period. No matter what you've heard, if you like your doctor or health care plan, you can keep it. If you like your doctor, you can keep your doctor. If you like your private health insurance plan, you can keep your plan, period. If you are among the hundreds of millions of Americans who already have health insurance through your job, or Medicare, or Medicaid, or the VA, nothing in this plan will require you or your employer to change the coverage of the doctor you have. Let me, let me repeat this. Nothing in our plan requires you to change what you have. Our approach would preserve the right of Americans who have insurance to keep their doctor in their plan. Now, Donna learned about the health care law the hard way firsthand, but, but Donna, we work to bring drivers options and information that can be helpful to them personally, even, even with an issue as divided as this one. And your research has done just that. You have a I know you've got some important information for drivers uh, over there. Again, turning a negative into a positive. Uh, jump in here and tell us about it. Well, right now, um, boy, I don't know where to start. Uh, a lot of drivers <laughs> in the past. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, it's a tough one. Uh, but let's start with facts. Uh, a lot of drivers, because of their health issues, and we all know that there's a lot of health issues with drivers in the industry because of the lifestyle um, we have uh, diabetes, obesity, high blood pressure, stress, cancer. I mean, the list goes on. And the sad thing was that a lot of owner-operators uh, couldn't get insurance, either for pre-existing conditions or um, they just couldn't afford it is what it is because as profits go down for the owner-operator because of many reasons, you know, and, and if you're an owner-operator listening, you know the reasons, um, they just went without it, uh, which, is, which is pretty scary, especially if you have a family. So when we looked at this um, and we found out when we were talking to CDL Consultant, they did a, a, a survey, not a survey, they talked to a 1,000 drivers who were interested in, this, in the plan. And they realized that 85% of owner-operators were one of the groups who could actually benefit from the health law and benefit with substantial uh, savings tax credits. So that an example, a $1,500 policy for a family of four would end up costing less than 300 and this would be with a gold plan. And that's, that's a huge savings. So... You know, uh, you say to yourself, well, you know, they, they haven't gone with a pay raise in, in 20 years. Uh, they have to deal with all these regulations, uh, the cheap freight, um, what else, Alan? The high price of fuel, and the profit keeps going, getting lower and lower. The maintenance on the trucks, the, the new mandates now coming in with EOBRs, um, and then you've got the, uh, the gas emissions, greenhouse gas emissions, 
and the fuel economy that just came out. So these are continual expenses for owner-operators, which bring their profits down. Well, when that happens, you pr- they pretty much can get this insurance um, like, a, like a fraction of, of what it would be. So even though it's hurting a lot of other people um, who are in a much higher tax bracket because it goes according to your adjusted gross income, not your gross income. And what after speaking with CDL consultant, and uh, of course they really took this to heart with, with drivers, and they realized that a lot of these other call centers weren't taking into consideration the owner-operator uh, business plan. They didn't know the right questions. They didn't know the right questions. So they were basing their income on a much higher level, and they weren't getting much of a break at all. So, I mean, it, so after, I mean, we had a lot of conversation with these guys, as you can imagine, before we're going to jump into anything and support something and encourage people to do something, you know, we have to believe in it wholeheartedly ourselves. And uh, <clears throat> But after speaking with them and looking at the stats and seeing their passion behind it, um, we decided to move on. And all we're saying to people is give them a call and find out for yourself if you're in that category where you can, where you can um, cover yourself and your family for a fraction of what it would normally cost. Not only that, but if you've ever had a pre-existing uh, condition and, and were turned down, I mean, you're a perfect candidate. So that every, that every cloud does have a silver lining. And for truck drivers, this just might be one break because God knows they haven't had very many of them. This is through your t- uh, tax credits. This is like right. right, right, and it goes according to adjusted gross income. So when they get on the phone, they're going to know the questions to ask that the other call centers might not. Um, so I'm just going to give you the number of CDL consultant. Just find out. It'll take a, a minute just to. What is that Geico commercial? Fifteen minutes could save hundreds. Well, you know, ten seconds to fill out a form could save thousands. Um, I'm going to be the old lady, and I'm going to unfriend you. <laughs> was that funny? Was is that one of the best commercials? <laughs> Got to be. Got to be one of the best. That's not how you do it. <laughs> I know. I know. But anyway, the number and just everybody mark this down. Give them a call. It, you know, it, you owe it to yourself, uh, your family, just to find out. It's eight hundred four five nine. 0962 and you'll get somebody over at CDO consultant and uh or if you hit the big blue banner on askthetrucker.com on the top uh you'll come to a form just put in your name i think it's your name and email address and uh you know this way you can get more info on it so it's up to you how you want to handle it but you know, I think everybody needs to find out for themselves because, you know, you don't have to take anybody's words for it. You're going to find out yourself. Yeah, we're just trying to take this thing and, uh, you know, what many people can look at as a, um, as a negative and just trying to find the positive side to it and try to share some information that can help drivers. Uh, let's go to uh, area code 701, North Dakota. Welcome to the show. Hey, Alan. Hi, Donna. Deb. Hey, Deb. How are you? I'm fine. We've had quite a bit of discussions this week about the media and trucking, haven't we? Oh, man. I mean, are we needy or what? 
<laughs> no, it's just, you know, I just, um, when I saw that Facebook post that the Channel 13 down in Florida put out there about how the truck had crashed into the car. Oh, my God, and, was that awful. And they wouldn't, they wouldn't take it down. They wouldn't take it down. They wouldn't refute it, even though the car ran a stop sign. All right. Right. For everybody who's listening who doesn't know, there was a a car that ran a stop sign and it ran under the truck. And the news was reporting, or the trailer, I'm sorry. And the the news was reporting it that the truck ran, uh, the the tractor trailer ran into the car. And uh, Deb called in and to tell them, and they wouldn't correct it. That's not good news. No, wow. it's, it's, they just it, they just totally blew me off, and the the post was still there. But when you go and read the story, even though they say that the car ran the stop sign, they still say and the truck crashed into the car. I'm like, wait a minute here, truck was doing everything legal, the car wasn't. Doesn't it mean therefore that the car crashed into the truck? And it's like, what part of the planet did you all get up on? <laughs> it reminds me of years ago the bus accident that happened down in Kentucky, where the where the the, the headline was truck driver crashes into bus and thirty two students burn up. Well, the truck happened to be a Toyota pickup. Yeah, I remember that. Right. Remember that, but right. it never said Toyota pickup. It says truck driver crashes into bus. Yeah. I'm like, oh God. <laughs> It was ridiculous. But, um, but anyway, um, on to what you guys were talking about earlier about the young man that uh, audio taped his conversation with a dispatcher that wanted him to continue on. Um, when I listened to that, I had a couple questions. Now, I just called in because I've been busy working, and I, would, I forgot that you guys were on, so I didn't hear the previous callers or questions or anything, but... I did have a couple of questions about it. And being that Rich is on the air, I figured Rich could answer them. Um, my first question is, is that legal to do that? Yes. Just, it is legal to tape your dispatcher like that? Yep. Even though you don't inform him that you're doing it? Nope. You know why? Huh. You're for, the company is forcing you to violate a federal motor carrier regulation. Okay? And if you if you read into the deep, sections of the whistleblower, any mm-hmm. any type of dialogue that you can produce through mechanic, I'm trying to remember the words, don't quote me on this, the mechanical, no. um, to prove your point, you, can, you do not have to notify them of it because you are not using that as evidence against them in a legal court because regulations are not laws. Regulations are regulations. If it was a law, if it was a case of taping somebody in a uh, law case, in other words, somebody was violating a law, then you would have to notify them, by the way, I'm notifying you that I'm taping the conversation. Regulations are not laws. Regulations okay. are different. And so when you when you 
record that conversation. You're recording that conversation that you can say later, you are going to use it to make sure you do exactly what you were told. Okay, and then my my second question being, being that I'm an owner-operator, and this winter has been hell on everybody, um, and especially me because I like driving down in sunny Florida, and I haven't been able to do that much this year. And I've been up here in the bad weather, and I have had to notify my dispatcher that, hey, I pulled over and parked, and I don't know when I'm going to get going again, but I'll let you know when it is. Right. And I don't get, I don't get squabbled with nothing. You know, I mean, that's just the way it is. It's a path right. of life. You're very lucky. Um, well, yeah, but what I'm wondering about is I also know that if I sleep for 10 hours and I get up and chill squat around for a couple hours, I'm not going back to bed for 10 hours. I'm going to be awake. I'm not going to go back to bed until probably 8, 10 o'clock at night. What I don't understand is why he didn't choose the load. Well, and, 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 and aren't Jeff, you allowed to do that? And, and Jeff well, Alan, Alan brought that up though, Richard, when he's and and yeah, when we've the, already gone through this. When he said that, um, it, it's on the tape. He said I've brought this up to them many times. In other words, I believe this is why he recorded this because he was in this situation before. Uh, right. where they've done this, where he had slept already, and they told him that, you know, well, you've got to sleep again, uh, take another break because there's a load coming. He's been down the road, figured, okay, this time I'm recording this, okay? Mm-hmm. And 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 he he already probably has done that. So I think and, this, and, this and, and, and let me say, promoted let me say that. This. Let me say this. Talking to Abe, there's more to it than the recording. Um, and, and since I worked with Abe on this, when when Abe was given the, the, the transfer of the trailer 20 minutes down the road, Abe actually said, you don't have a load for me? And they go, well, you got to take and drop this trailer, and we'll call you when the trailer's ready. So go back to the truck stop and take another 10-hour break. Well... Something right there, and Deb, you understand that. You've been around long enough. That if you're told after a 10-hour break to go drop a trailer somewhere, which I know with a grain trailer is a little different situation, but if you're told to go drop a trailer and then 20 minutes, you know, 20 minutes to where the point of you drop the trailer, and then we'll call you back when it's loaded. A lot of companies will tell the driver to go off duty so they don't use up their logs. So if it takes eight, nine, ten hours to load the trailer, they figure the driver is had a ten-hour break and should pick up the trailer and go with it. Well, that's great, except I just came off a ten-hour break. I slept good. I had a shower. I watched CSI, you know, whatever. And now I take 20 minutes and I go and get the trailer and drop it at, at the shipper and I go back to the truck stop or wherever he went back to, and then the police come in in 20 minutes and knock on the door and say, your company called, your load is ready. Which, at which point, he went and picked the load up. Now, he picks up the load, and he drives so many miles, and all of a sudden he's like, I'm exhausted. And honestly... 
I believe, and I, and I talked to the boy, okay? So I know from a firsthand, you know, account from him that he drove several hours, but he was exhausted. He didn't get the rest. He, I mean, who in the hell sleeps 20 hours? Come on, let's face it, right? So, you know, he gets to the point where he's tired, and he feels he's within his right to call in and say, man, I'm just not safe. There should not have been a question. And apparently the history of this company, based on his conversations and my conversations with him, plus I also had several other other drivers from KMD that he gave me the phone numbers and they called me and gave me there was a pattern of this problem within the company, okay? So it wasn't just him. He just happened to be the whistleblower. There was a pattern with other drivers where they did similar things to them, and then they couldn't understand why they couldn't do it. What that company needed to understand, and what I hope and pray that they understand now is that that situation of putting a driver off 10, letting him work 20, putting him off 10, doesn't accomplish a circadian rhythm of rest and that a person can get tired. I mean, they even gave him an option of swapping out trailers with another guy to go to a different place where he could take a two-hour nap. Why did he have to spend four hours in a conversation, which Alan knows what I'm talking about, to get that option? Why wasn't that option given to him right in the get-go? But yeah, I, I know. And then, and, and you know, the record of the company, you know, says it all to me. Yeah. But oh, Deb, <laughs> we lost Deb. She with her, she dropped off. But um, oh, uh, I'm sorry, Jeff. I don't know uh, if you're. Uh, I see your hand back up there. I don't know if you're with us or not. But I opened up your mic, and Jeff, uh, if you're still there. Yeah, I'm still here. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna get you guys back on the topic about the uh, uh, insurance reform stuff. I mean. I know there's a lot of people out there that uh, don't like uh, the person who actually has made this Obamacare policy. I'm not too big on Obama myself either, but even before Obama came along, think about the importance of having medical insurance people. I mean, uh, you're not going to be able to afford to pay out of pocket for all your medical expenses. I mean, it's just a fact of life. I mean, who wants to accrue a bunch of medical debt and end up probably being uh, hit up with collections that end up cleaning you out of everything you've got? I mean, uh, Medical insurance is something that's a little bit more important than, uh, say, making payments on a uh, bass boat and a Harley Davidson and a brand new pickup truck that could use for medical insurance to cover your family. So it's just something to think about. That is a great, great example. I'm glad you brought that up, Jeff. Sure. Well, the thing about this thing, I mean, there's so many drivers and so much, uh, such a large majority of the general public with this health care law, the Affordable Care Act. But, you know, we, we do a lot of searching and trying to, you know, like you said earlier, Richard, we just try to take a negative and turn it into a positive. And, Donna, give that number out again and explain a little bit more because, you know, this um, this Abe audio just has everybody still fired up. But but this is really important because I want drivers to understand, you know, hey, look, you know, I, I understand if you're one of those who just, you know, disapprove of the Affordable Care Act, but it's here, it's the law, it's not going away, but... 
You Not know, right now, anyway, so you might as well I, take advantage of it. I don't know it. if it'll ever go away. <laughs> it's law, and it's awfully hard to get a law off the books. But, yeah, uh, hey. and I had a good conversation about this earlier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's, there's a positive in here, and, and give, them that, give them that number again, Donna, because these are the people who uh, know the right questions to ask CDL drivers, and you can, get the, you can utilize the tax credits to uh, really – get affordable health care if you don't already have it now, especially for owner-operators. Donna, go ahead. Uh, yeah, the number that you want to mark down now is 800-459-0962, and you'll speak to somebody uh, at CDO Consultant, and they, they actually you know, ask you the right questions to establish your eligibility for the um, tax credit. And like I had said earlier, that 85% of owner-operators, according to CDL Consultant, uh, qualifies for a substantial tax credit. And the example I gave is less than 300 a month for um, a gold policy uh, for uh, someone uh, with, I think, a family of four, I think was the example. And just... Right an AGI, which is a adjusted gross income, of 40000 And that's after all your deductions. And, and the, what I was saying before was that with the way things are in trucking now with all the regulations and the mandates and the greenhouse emissions and the EOBRs, all these are expenses. You throw a truck lease on there uh, and, you know, you might make, less than a company driver uh, even makes. So, and, yeah, and most of the company... true. Yeah. So... Yeah. We discussed this today, it, and the perfect example was when you take the adjusted gross income of an owner-operator, I mean, come on, let's yeah. face it, what, what's the biggest complaint right now with owner-operators is that by the time they pay for fuel, lease, insurance, uh, trailer, insurance, blah, blah, whatever... Their gross adjusted income is probably less than a kid flipping burgers at, at, at McDonald's. But they have a certain pride amongst themselves that they want to be an owner-operator. And if you look at the adjusted gross income and take it against the tax subsidies that are available, actually an owner-operator has a better opportunity to get cheaper health insurance than what an actual company driver does. And, and that's well, true that's because... Well, that's going to depend on uh, the company's contribution level. I mean, uh, like where I work, I'm uh, paying maybe about $28 a week out of pocket for a Cadillac plan that I've got that has cancer, long-term, short-term disability, everything. It depends on where you work. Every company's going to have different, uh, different employee uh, contributions towards the medical insurance. But Jeff, you and I know that twenty-eight bucks a week, twenty-eight bucks a week is is four buffets, right? No, so, not for me it isn't. No. <laughs> well, I know, I know how you eat. I mean, but I'm just saying, on the average, if if you have a company like, and God bless you that you have the company that you have, that you spend twenty-eight, which comes out to less than, you know, six hundred dollars a month, for a good policy then you don't have a problem. What I'm seeing as a problem in this, and I wanted to interject this real quick, is with the National Registry 
of medical examiners. I've talked to several doctors in my area that I went to voluntarily to help meet national certification for DOT physicals, and they said it wasn't worth it because they weren't getting enough money through Obamacare to pay for a standard driver's physical. That's a problem to me. You know what I mean? Oh, there are a lot of problems with this law. There is no doubt about it. And, you know... Let me ask you this. I want to hear what Jessica, because Jeff's a company driver, so he understands what I'm talking about. Okay, go ahead, Jeff. Yeah, I was just saying, uh, Obamacare does have a lot of unintended consequences. So would uh, any other uh, uh, medical care plan that any president would bring up. I mean, people, you know, like I said before, they need to quit uh, thinking about who put it up there and the fact that we all need to have some sort of medical insurance. I had when I was an owner-operator, too. But anyway, Rich, go ahead. Well, hold on a second. Now, Donna, let me uh, let me understand one thing too. Now, the CDL consultants, the number you gave out, right? Um, they can they know the right questions to ask a driver. They're specifically tailored to the drivers in the trucking industry, but it's not so everybody understands. This is not they don't get you a policy through. Uh, healthcare.gov. I mean, this is something individual, separate that they do. Um, well, everybody eventually. And, and listen, I, I'm almost afraid to answer these questions until our show. I think we're going to have it next week with them, and they can answer all these questions that you're, you're, you know, bringing up here. Um, I, I don't. I'm not sure how to answer that, and I'm not even going to try. Well, we'll have them on the show. They're, but they're going to answer all these questions, and they can really get involved. Uh, in the benefits uh, of it. And, and like I said, listen, the, the health law has a lot of problems. However, and, and this is like the big asterisk, okay, the bottom line is owner-operators can get top-notch insurance for low cost with their tax credit according to their adjusted gross income. That's the bottom line to this. And all they need to do is call and find out because these guys will ask them the right questions. And the um, there's a lot of call centers that, oh, I called this in and I'm paying. They said I'd have to pay $2,000 a month. Well, you know what? They obviously didn't you ask you the right questions because at that adjusted gross income, you you shouldn't be paying that. So you, you not only need to be speaking to people who are knowledgeable, and I know Tom's had over, what, 20, 25 years uh, in, in the health insurance industry, and now with the trucking industry, uh, but you have to also be able to speak to someone who understands the business model of the owner-operator. And that's why these um, these numbers are much lower. Yeah, and that's that's the key point we're wanting to get across. I mean, it's like an owner operator hiring a uh, an accountant who uh, you know knows nothing about the trucking industry. You know, these people do. But hey, listen, uh, I gotta take a quick break, and when we come back, uh, uh, enough of the heavy talk. Let's have a little fun with a song by truck driver Brad James. If you haven't heard this one, you won't want to miss it. It's pretty cool. Stay with us. We're going to lighten the conversation up. Take it easy from here on in. Hang in there, and we will be right back. You're listening to Truth About Trucking live on Blog Talk Radio. Alan Smith will be right back. 
heads up, truckers. Are you looking for deals on trucks, trailers, parts, or equipment? Or maybe you need to sell something truck-related. Well, there's a great spot on the web where truckers deal with other truckers. No middlemen involved. That's why we call it TruckerToTrucker.com. There's no charge at all for looking. And if you want to place an ad for what you're selling, it's just $19.95. And it runs till it sells. So whether you're buying or selling, it's time to log on and take a look. TruckerToTrucker.com. Check it out. That's TruckerToTrucker.com. Hey everybody, Alan Smith here with Truth About Trucking Live, and I want to tell you about TruckerLawyers.com. TruckerLawyers.com helps drivers with their legal needs, and they specialize in workers' compensation, trucking accidents, employment law, and other areas, but they never work for trucking companies. TruckerLawyers.com arms you with important information regarding workers' compensation and your legal rights, and they are also available to help you find assistance for additional legal issues. This includes determining how to to get you the best benefits possible for your situation. The website truckerlawyers.com is a resource where you can learn more about your legal rights as a driver. Feel free to continue the social media conversation by liking them on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash truckerlawyers and follow them on Twitter as at truckerlawyers. Call them to talk through your questions at 1-800-736-5503. And when you call truck TruckerLawyers.com. Be sure to mention that you heard about them on Truth About Trucking Live. There's a lot of copycats out there, but you know, there's only one. Truth About Trucking Live. Now, back to the show. All right, we're back, and oh, I was going to grab Deb. She popped up, but then she popped up, and she was gone again. So um, let's uh, let's have a little fun here, Donna. We uh, uh, had a lot of uh, heavy talk here, and and we can lighten things up. What do you think? Yeah, this is a good, and this kind of goes with a little bit of the show. Um, everybody knows about waiting at the docks and and shippers and you know, losing time and sleep and money and everything. And, uh, well, anyway, just listen to the song. It's it's pretty funny. Yeah, there's a professional truck driver, Brad James, from his um, uh, YouTube channel, uh, performing Detention, You Ordered It, You Unload It, all to the tune of Sitting on the Dock of the Bay. It's pretty cool. Take a listen. Watching the other trucks roll away. 
sitting at the dock all day, just wasting time. Looks like nothing's gonna change. That dark light still remains the same. I can't do what dispatch wants me to do. So I guess I'll just make the pay Sitting here with dispatch on hold Lord, you know that this shit's getting old Two million miles I've roamed Just to make this truck my home I've been back to the dock all day Just watching the other trucks roll away I've been sitting at the dock all day just wasting time yeah I'll hold it <laughs> that was good I like it <laughs> Boy, that yeah, I tell you. Memories. <laughs> yeah, Jeff, Richard, y'all still with us? Hey, it's so it's you know that's so you know if you really watch the video that goes with it, the guy's facial expression. I mean, Donna was just over there cracking up. We all were. <laughs> so was I. <laughs> yeah. I don't even. I don't hardly yeah. hard ever listen to trucky music, but that's one that I would listen to. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Hey, he's uh, he's uh, he's on YouTube, Brad James. And uh, you can Google anything, Brad James YouTube. Uh, I just posted it in the chat room. I know okay. most, of the, or most of our lit- listeners are on um, are online. Yeah, I mean, you, room, you watch the video, it's hilarious, but I thought we'd just lighten things up a little bit. But his good. facial expressions, man, just crack you up. <laughs> yeah. Hey, and Donna, perfect. he got he got a he got noticed by a. Nashville Scout and all that good stuff, right? Well, it, it's really funny because, I mean, he's been doing this a while, and I think it was that detention video that really uh, Got brought it, it out enough. there, you know. But I could be wrong. I mean, you'd have to – actually, you know what? I'd like to have um, him and Tony. You had written that article on The Examiner about him and Tony, uh, yeah. talent within the trucking industry, Tony Justice, which I know you're going to play his uh, – his song in a minute too but anyway uh i i don't know what what you never know what's going to turn the head of uh of one of these scouts so uh you know it's just i'm happy for anybody who you know gets hurt and what was some guy saying on his um on his page yeah get out of that truck or something like that it was so funny yeah well there's a lot of talent out there so we like to you know well we talk about a lot of heavy stuff and a lot, of, a lot of negativity in this industry, but it's kind of nice to throw out some positive, you know, happy little things, you know, Richard, Jeff, you know, to let it know. Well, it's still out there somewhere, but it, it's, it's, it was pretty cool. We really enjoyed that video. Yeah, and, and I'm going to tell you something. It is so true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I tell so you, his facial expression sitting there and acting like he was holding the phone, and uh, yeah, I'll hold. I mean, man, how many times we've we been there? Oh my God, I, I can I, I can remember when I was hauling beer out of Rochester, New York. You would go in there and they'd say, "Oh, the beer ain't going to be ready for two days," and we'd sit in the bullpen 
waiting for the loads to get ready, and it was like we we made our own fun, you know, amongst a bunch of drivers. And uh, but uh, yeah, and, and it, it just and that's that's the problem with our industry today is is you know the FMCSA has no control, or so they say, and now they're starting to wake up to the fact that there might be something there because of map 21 that gives them some authority over that and i hope the hell they do <laughs> oh i hope so too absolutely because it's instead not right worrying, it's not right yeah, for the instead driver. of worrying about the damn hours of service and electronic onboard recorders we need to worry about just getting paid for the job they do and absolutely. and I, one of the things i'm really hoping is this fsfsflsa you know um, where drivers are paid overtime, that is going to be one of the greatest things if that can ever get through because as unskilled labor, nobody has to pay truck drivers overtime. Yeah, we need to be re- right, and, and that was brought up in the last that was brought up in the last NICSAC meeting. Oh yes. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Believe me, I was there. I know, and and I made you know. I don't know if a lot of people heard my my. I was the only one at the last Mexac meeting that actually gate got up and and made um, comments. And one of the things I said, and I'm so proud of it, says there's 18 people of you sitting on this board, and there's 700,000 plus DOT companies. There's a hell of a lot more drivers out there than there are people on this committee. And I turned a lot of heads with that one. Yeah. Yeah, I remember we listened to it. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, and and uh you know, I guess uh I was trying I was trying to catch uh Deb again, Jeff. She cannot kept kept uh, dropping off. She might be in a bad area, but you know, you and her are good examples of another aspect of the industry because you know, we don't want to make it sound like every single motor carrier is rotten out there i mean you and deb y'all drive for a good carrier there are good carriers out there but it just takes a lot of work and experience to find them well you got to do your research and everything and uh one thing that uh, rich and i've discussed before is the fact that uh drivers need to be paid for everything they do i mean rich you probably heard this phrase that came up with before uh line four should be paid for i mean i'm pretty sure you agree with that right go up a Boss, I'm with you. Believe me. Yeah. I mean, well, everybody I mean, else in every other industry in this country gets paid for everything they do, and we're the only yep. industry that gets paid for a third of what we do. Well, that's exactly yep. it. Instead of uh, drivers wanting to have more hours to drive, we really need to focus on getting paid for uh, everything that we're expected to do. I mean, uh, after all, this is the, the only industry I know of where there's some people that want to work more than 70 hours a week. I mean, my God. I mean, most people in the right mind wouldn't or wouldn't want to work more than 40 or 50 hours a week on a good on a good week, you know? Right. I mean, when you when you got regulations and, and you know you got regulations that are there saying you're allowed to work to 70 hours, and you know we're exempt from you know the the the, the government has kept us exempt from being you know with the same product that that what the normal laborer is. And it's like, wait a minute, what do you mean? I mean, if we work 70 hours, that's 35 hours over, we should be getting overtime. And well, the FMCSA never wanted to address it, 
because the lobby from the industry was, oh, no, if we have to start paying truck drivers, we're not going to be able to afford it. Well, let me tell you something. You better start really serious looking at it because pretty soon you're not going to have drivers, and you're, the only way you're going to get your product moved is to pay truck drivers a, a, a fair rate to what the general laborer gets. I mean, when when somebody flips burgers at McDonald's and gets paid time and a half for overtime, anything after 45, we're working 70 and not getting a dime. Well, exactly. I mean, well, I'm actually, uh, I don't know if I've mentioned this out in the open or not, but I'm in the process of writing a book right now about the truck industry. The uh, Pretty much the good, bad, the ugly is what I'm outlining. And that's one of the things I want to put out there just to let people know uh what the compensation uh, generalities are and stuff. That way they might have a second thought about ever getting in this industry in the first place. And, yeah, I'll be the first to point out that I probably have every uh, trucking company recruiting in the uh, nation putting a bounty out of my head. But you know what? I stand for the truth and integrity, and I wish more people would think about doing that themselves, too, instead of uh, allowing themselves to get ran over like we always do now. Well, you know, the the trucking industry has never seen anything like this until social media came along. And, yep. and uh, you know, these dispatchers and these carriers have gotten away with this stuff for so many years, but now it's like it's coming back to bite them. But that's the power that the driver needs to have and should have. And, you know, there are industries who uh, who work more, than, more hours than the driver. I mean, I know many, many oil field workers that work 90, 100 hours hours a week but the pro- but the difference jeff is uh, they get paid the overtime you know we don't that's exactly it i mean i'm talking about you know we're uh, we're not getting paid overtime i mean we should be uh uh reclassified as skilled labor in this industry and of course i agree with your idea about social media pretty much being the the new cd radio amongst drivers that you can use from anywhere in the world now not just uh, the guy the jackass that might be sitting across the parking lot of the petrol or wherever you might be at tonight yeah i mean exactly it's really it's really changed the industry and i think it's even going to do more so uh hey listen we're we're uh time winding down on us um thanks for hanging with us and your input in the show and all you other fellows and gals out there listening online appreciate it uh got to wind it down any uh any announcements to share with us donna well, I want to um, just talk about Matt's a little bit. It's coming up the end of the month, and um, real excited. Tony Tony Justice, uh, as everybody knows, has his new CD, Al Apple Pie Moonshine, and he's going to be having a CD release party out at Matt's, and anybody who's ever been there knows the Papa John's parking lot. So on March 29th, um, he's going to have his uh, his CD release party, and I'm still hoping to come um, to go. I won't know for a couple of days now, but um, uh, you bet I'll be there. Uh, Papa John's is really where it's all where it all happens out there. It's a lot of fun for everybody. Um, and I know you've got there's a song. Uh, uh, eight, what is it? Eighteen Wheels and Jesus that's out on YouTube now, and it's getting like twenty thousand hits in a couple of days or something like that. Uh, so I know we're going to be playing that tonight. It's an awesome song. I got to hear it live last year at Matt's in the Petro booth, um, and it was it was tremendous. Um, you were talking about social media tonight, Alan. I want to just thank all our social media partners that we have. Um, so here's my list right here. Truckers America, 
Truckers Justice Center, CDL Jobs, Vorblade, Truck Help, Trucker Lawyers, Lone Mountain Truck Leasing, TruckerToTrucker.com, Pinnacle Truck Driver Training, TCRG Consulting. And if you want to be part of our social media campaign, which is a banner and social media blasts, um, just just give us a, a shout out over at info at truthabouttrucking.com or send us a Facebook message and just say interested in your social media campaign and uh, we can get together and talk about that. Um, also, one more thing I just want to end. Uh, I know we spoke about it tonight, but it's on my list. Uh, if you're interested in obtaining uh, health insurance, at a uh, lower premium with your tax credit, if you're an owner-operator or a uh, company driver who isn't offered uh, health insurance, uh, give give them a call at CDL Consultant. The number is 800-459-0962. Or go to askthetrucker.com and just click on that huge blue banner on the top and fill out the form. Uh, Remember, there's no penalties for any pre-existing conditions, and you can't be turned down. So it only takes a phone call to find out uh, if you can get uh, affordable health insurance. Uh, Okay, I won't take up your time because I I, want to hear that song. (laughs) All right, sounds good. Let me grab Richard here again. He said something. And again, uh, all the rest of the listeners online appreciate you listening and tuning in. Richard, uh, something about your radio show. How's it going? What's going on? Yeah, it's going good. It's really going good. We're nationally syndicated now. Um, We're on every Saturday from uh, 2 to 4 Eastern Time, 1 to 3 Central. Uh, We're looking for sponsors. We've got good deals um, for entry-level sponsors to come on and help us. Um, I've got a sponsor that is going to be sending me to Matt's. Um, thank God uh, everything is going good with my treatment, so I should be able to walk around a little bit. And um, but uh, yeah, we are we are looking for sponsors. Anybody in the trucking industry uh, that would like to uh, get in on the ground floor for um, you know a, a show that's nationally broadcasted um based on uh, information for drivers and truckers and everybody knows me well enough to know that I speak on behalf of the truckers and we bring uh issues up and um so if they want to they can go to gnclive.com which is genesis uh radio um and are interested in it we'll give them a heck of a deal and i really appreciate you guys coming you know letting me come on tonight I feel very close to you and Donna, and I'm more than glad to come on any time uh, for these discussions. You know, I'm very involved in the industry and um, and sharing my experience with you guys. Uh, but we do have our own nationally syndicated radio show now. And um, if anybody wants to come on and they can't find a local affiliate, go on to gnclive.com, click on uh, Center Lane Show, and um, listen to us live. Okay, now can they they can also get a hold of you on Facebook, uh, private yes. message, uh, yes, TCRG Consulting at, uh, Rich page. Wilson or TCRGConsulting.com. Uh, we boosted a uh, advertisement on there and had 103 people actually, uh, 103,000 people came on and, and looked at our site. So we're out there. 
We're not like these other radio shows that want to, you know, be like a big joke. We talk about serious, uh, just like you guys, we talk about serious parts of our industry with a little bit of humor and um, really uh, like to get more people involved in it. Um, we're there to speak for you all. Okay, sounds sounds good. And that's on Saturdays, right? That, that's on Saturdays. It's 1 to 3 Central. Two to four um, Eastern, <clears throat> and they can go on GCN, which is Genesis Radio, GCNLive.com, and drop down, find the Center Lane Show, and click on and get the live broadcast. Okay, that uh, sounds good. All right, yeah, sounds good. Appreciate it. Appreciate you coming on. And Jeff, when uh, any idea when your book's going to be out? It's going to be a couple of years yet. I'm still working on it. First, my hard drive crashed on my old laptop. Uh, not too, actually, a few years back, and i got to go back and rewrite everything. I haven't had time to do it with everything I've been involved in. But uh, one thing I wanted to mention real quick, um, anybody that's on Facebook, look for the uh, page, Support Better Independent Truck Stops. We need to uh, try to preserve a lot of the parking we have out here and also uh, enjoy better services and support these people. These are usually... Uh, hard-working families that are running these places that uh, would like to provide good uh, food and other resources for you out here on the road. We need to support them or you either use them or lose them. So we got to think about that. Yeah, that's a good point. Boy, I love those mom-and-pop truck stops, and, they're, boy, they're getting harder and harder to find. Yeah, we need to do what we can to keep them around. Matter of fact, if you go in there, somebody's usually uh, doing a review on one they stop that, you know, and uh, – Ironically, I, I wrote a review about the TA in Montgomery, Alabama. It's like I was in total shock yesterday. They cleaned the place up a little bit. Did they? <laughs> hey, yeah. hey, it works. It it works. So, hey, okay, hey, really appreciate it, Jeff, Richard, coming on, uh, listeners online, those that were in the chat room, those who will be listening, I know, through the archives. Thanks for tuning in. Donna, you got everything you needed to do? Uh, yeah, I think I do. I mean, uh, Jeff brought up the truck stops, and uh, I'd like everybody to go to askthetrucker.com and click on the truck parking survey and read the results of the truck parking survey and what's going on in our, in our industry uh, regarding what drivers are saying about the lack of parking. And that survey has gone to uh, Congress that was initiated by Hope Rivenberg, Desiree Wood, uh, Jason's Law and Women Truckers. Desiree, I just want to give a shout out to her, has done a tremendous amount of work with Hope on that truck parking survey. And everybody, just go to Ask the Trucker and click on the truck parking survey and look at it. Anybody who's ever had a problem finding parking, go look at that survey. All right, sounds good. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Hope you enjoyed the show. Be sure to to, uh, bookmark us and add us to your favorites and join us on Facebook under Ask the Trucker as well as on Twitter under the same name. And share your experience and expertise on our blog at askthetrucker.com. And we'll leave you with another pro trucker, Tony Justice, on the web at TonyJusticeMusic.com with his performance. I've never heard this before. Oh, I heard it last year. It was awesome. Oh, I've never heard it. Okay, Uh, I just uploaded it, but I've never heard it. His performance of 18 Wheels and Jesus, but I have talked to him before, and I know that this is a song that is definitely sung from his heart. So until next time, on behalf of Donna Smith, AstroTrucker.com, TruthAboutTrucking.com, Blog Talk Radio, 
and Truth About Trucking Live. I'm Alan Smith. Drive safe, and thanks for listening. Brought my daddy home